This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the Dice Over Everything companion podcast where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decides. All right, you got your dice ready? I do. Okay, so first question, as always, what have you been up to in hobbying this week? Four minutes. Oh, man. Well, I think this is new this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished my uh, dioramas for my uh, my uh, niece and nephew. So that and was like was- a huge project in like months in the coming. So which which diorama the making. themes Not were much these? Not in the making. Years in the making, actually. Years. Okay, are these giant dioramas? Yeah. Are these small dioramas? Like, what's the theme for, yeah, for people who don't know? <laughs> Thank you. Even though I've literally shown them to you. Yeah, they're uh, book nooks. So I basically did two book nooks, which made it like twice as long, because my niece and nephew, their birthdays are pretty close together, and they're they're roughly around the same age. Well, they're, they're a couple of years difference, right? So I did them both. Uh, I did them as Harry Potter dioramas. So I literally painted the miniatures last year, and I was going to do them for their birthday last year. But mm-hmm. instead... Uh, I couldn't finish them, so I just pushed them off, and I'm like, oh, I'll do it for Christmas. Uh, and then Christmas came and went, and I'm like, oh, I, I should probably finish this for their next birthday before they grow out of Harry Potter. And unfortunately, I was still too late, and my uh, nephew was a little bit oh, like over his Harry Potter phase a bit, mm-hmm. which means that it didn't hit quite as well as I had hoped. Yeah, uh, but like- my niece liked it, so... Yeah, I guess they're not quite the generation that grew up with Harry Potter coming out yeah. as, so they as were, their reading ability and grew. So it was yeah, all existing. So, yeah, so for them, basically, they got really into it for a little while. And and now they're back to it. But uh, even my... Uh, my uh, niece apparently they listened they're old enough now that their parents are willing to let them listen to the audiobook of the lord of the rings and before their birthday they're like you know my favorite book is now lord of the rings and i'm like oh god damn it i could have done a lord of the rings diorama <laughs> like, i don't want to go buy a lord of the rings miniatures oh i was trying to avoid <laughs> it's that too late now harry potter that's what they get they better get back into harry potter and enjoy those dioramas i really enjoyed looking uh, creating them and uh and uh, making them mm-hmm. uh so in some ways it was a gift for myself it was the gift that kept on giving so uh i really enjoyed it it was it was very different than the normal miniature painting um that you normally do so um and and I, I did lighting and everything like that, which took a while just to get used to and figure out the best way to do it. But it's actually really, really simple. Uh, there's like nowadays there's a bunch of cheap uh, strip lighting you can buy on off of Amazon that makes it really easy to do the lighting for you want, your dioramas. And you went to plug and root, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, you can. It's basically an adapter. So like there's strip lighting is so now ubiquitous that you can literally buy a thing with like a, a normalized like lighting plug that you can then choose whether you want to plug it into a battery or like the the wall socket or whatever right so it's really easy if you are thinking about doing a diorama now is the time mm-hmm. so now that i've monopolized most of the time what have you been up to oh well i i painted a bear this afternoon it was sweet totally- 
it probably took very little time because we're having a Frostgrave game come up this week. Oh, that's and right. And a bear joined my war band because they're magical witches, so I had to go paint a bear. And because I'm using... Because I didn't paint it in high detail. Well, it's pretty well painted. <laughs> but it's all... It's fur, so you, just, you can do it pretty quick. Yeah, if you do say so yourself, it's pretty well painted. <laughs> oh, yeah. It can, be judged, it can be judged later in the week. Okay, sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually had to do a, a ranger, um, but I, I'm just using a an old. It's kind of cheating. It's a crossbow. It's a lightly dressed crossbow guy, but I'm just like that's fine. Even though technically a ranger is supposed to have a normal bow. Mm-hmm. I hope people will forgive me. <laughs> yeah. they're take away. They're gonna take damage away for your sins. All right. Yeah. So you got another topic for us? Yes. All right. So next topic is um when sh- oh sorry how fast can you paint a mini and still be satisfied? Four minutes. All right. So this me. There will be time left for my topic. Um. All right. How fast can I paint a mini? And still be satisfied. Well, I guess I just talked about painting a bear very quickly, in maybe like. 45 minutes but that's a bear and it's literally really? all just like walking. it's actually quite fast yeah well there were some pre-shading steps done before that you see them but they were done like the day before because if you wash oh. if you if you apply a wash to a whole thing it often takes a lot of time to dry just because it's got that retarder in it uh-huh. so like having that step done before i find is actually quite helpful because you you smear wet paint like really really wet paint with retarder in it all over the mini which i like doing for pre-shading you're not going to be able to start applying paint to it right away because it's going to mix with that really dark wash you've put on it. Yeah. But anyhow, we might we might make a bigger topic or the topic might already be out about like fast painting techniques. But because we've done a bunch of like speed painting for going to Gen Con specifically, I think mm-hmm. we actually trained and researched into how to paint something as fast as possible and we've done it a lot of times before. Mm-hmm. But I would say it takes... It would take me at least like two and a half hours to be happy with a normal human figure, just from knowing with how I've been able to speed paint before. That mm-hmm. a, I'm not happy speed painting because you're like you're basically like wearing yourself down as fast as you possibly can. You make it more stressful instead. It's very yeah. stressful to paint at the absolute maximum speed, uh-huh. and you you can't even do all the steps you would really want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think in and the paint literally has a problem drying when you're painting at that speed. That's one of the things you're working against. If you try to paint within one hour, you're actually up against the paint itself. Just like I said before, yeah. if you wash something before, the paint is fighting you because it's got retarder in it and it's still drying. So yeah. I think two and a half hours, you can probably like get the base coats down, do a shadow, do highlights where they matter, do a bit more work on the skin, and then edge highlight on a normal like 28 millimeter human figure. I think you could pull that off in two and a half hours. I, I could pull that off in two and a half hours. I think I think two and a half hours is actually a decent amount. I think in general, when you actually calculate it, right? For me, I would never paint one. I I almost never paint just one miniature by itself. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually I have multiple miniatures, right? And then when you split up the amount of time it takes to paint, let's say the three or four miniatures you have, like at the same time to completion, it'll take like it's probably less than ten hours for four miniatures. So I feel like it it makes sense. I for me maybe I'm a little bit more sloppy and take a little bit 
don't mind. Well, are you are you talking about a little bit faster? So are you are you so, actually talking about how many hours you normally take to paint a miniature, or like what the absolute min? I thought you asked what the absolute minimum is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I literally don't take more. Actually, no. For, it depends on the mini, right? For infinity models, I take a lot longer. Um, but for a quick miniature, um, I think like under two hours for me. I think that makes. Like for for a human figure, I think that's that's pretty normal for me. I don't feel like I'm super rushing when I do it for two hours, two mm-hmm. hour under two hours a miniature. Um, I, I'm gonna guess. I think I could could get it down to an hour and a half, but I'd probably be doing two miniatures in three hours. Not. I wonder if I could even get it down to an hour. If you do, if you like, have three or four, four miniatures in four hours, maybe that's a bit tight. Four miniatures okay. in five hours, maybe it sounds about right. So I could mm-hmm. probably do that. I'm gonna guess. I don't. I haven't actually timed it because this is just a question off the cuff. But I think I could do an hour and fifteen minutes, and I would be relatively happy, unless it's an infinity miniature, in which case. There's just too they, much detail to. Yeah, there's to, too much detail, and you. It feels like you are losing a lot if you don't paint it to a higher level. But technically, they look fine after an hour and fifteen minutes. It's just that extra little thing you want to do, right? I guess the question is how many techniques you can use to still make it look okay. Anyhow, all right, that's that's our four on that one. Mm -hmm. All right, so to what might be the last topic. So, anyways, some of the repackaging that's gone on with Infinity has made me think about this topic, just Mm because they've now switched to some cardboard packaging, which is different than what they've done before, that's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I guess the question, to make it short, is do you prefer clear miniature packaging that lets you see the miniature inside of it, as opposed to, like, opaque packaging? Sorry, I cut out, you cut out there a bit? Say that again? So for miniature packaging, say, like, I'm more talking about, sing- like I'm talking about single miniature blisters, do you yep. prefer clear packaging versus opaque packaging? Okay. Like, where you can see the miniature inside. All right, five minutes. Oh wow. Okay. So, yeah. do, do you want? Should we just elaborate on what Infinity has done with the recent repackaging, or, or do you want to go right into it? Um, let's go into it. So, I'll come out shotgun thing. I like clear packaging. I like being able to see exactly what it is. Now, I think there is something to be said in terms of saleability. Um, it looks like. So the problem with clear packaging is it does look cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. When you have like a nice looking box, it it just looks more fancy and nicer when it has like the packaging on the other side. Um, I know that uh, what is it? Privateer Press basically did non clear packaging for their uh, their new their their new game, the the Warcaster game. Okay. Yeah, and so it does actually look nicer, right? Everything is a nice, nice box, right? It has the picture of the model, like some maybe some art on the front, and then a, a picture of the model in the back, right? A 3D render or something like that. Yeah, because Malfo's um, Malfo's always gone that way too. Yes, and Malfo's done that, and and I think in terms of how it looks, it, it's pretty nice. And the blisters, you know, they're good to hang on a wall, mm-hmm. but they don't look as nice as little boxes, right? Which take a little bit more space, but look more fancy. Yeah, they're harder to put on shelves for retailers, I suppose, because they've got odd shapes to them usually to have like the packaging. 
stick out for around the, it. the clam the the clam shells the clam yeah, shell the plastic packaging yeah that's the common yeah it's, it's meant to be a blister that goes on a rack right mm-hmm. it's made for a rack so it, the rack actually ends up saving you space right in, in the store because you can fit more racks than the natural shells right mm-hmm. to fill the same place um but yeah so but it it definitely seems like it's it's nicer right like if you look at all the fancier places if you if you go to just just generally fancier retail they're going to be in boxes or something like that not on on little blisters on a rack right things on yeah, a rack you, yeah if you think of like fancy shirts you can go buy them they've all got like paper backing to them they're wrapped in things whereas your like yeah. basic shirt they just hang on the rack even though like yeah. I, I would rather have the shirt from the rack so i can try it on and make sure it actually fits properly rather than having to rip apart this like packaged yeah. shirt thing and take all this and cardboard see, out see how it is so then like yeah. super fancy places they'll let you see it and then they put it the 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 cash the the person the server basically puts it into a nice fancy box with wrapping paper and stuff for you. So you mm-hmm. get a package on your way home, but you still get to see it. But the the issue is like not being able to see it, especially for miniatures, right? Um, you they're 3D objects, so when you see a 2D image on the box, you you don't have an accurate representation of how the actual thing looks like, right? Yeah, because I've bought minis from online stores before. They came in clear packages. But I just didn't bother looking up like enough pictures of them to know how big the miniature was. I'm thinking about some spiders I bought that I want for Frostgrave. And they just mm-hmm. turned out to be too big and I had to get rid of them. So if you mm-hmm. can't see that, sometimes like, oh, this was actually just useless. Yeah. Yeah, there's sizes. Although hope sometimes they can do, you know, if they just put more effort into it and they put the, the scale, right? I think mm-hmm. uh, the new Malifaux stuff might have the scale on the back. Saying, mm-hmm. I think the, the, the models on the back are actually one-to-one. Okay. When they for the packaging, um, so so yeah, so uh, I can understand why they do it, but for me, I personally prefer. It's kind of funny. I prefer the the clamshell for like one-off purchases, mm-hmm. but when I buy something that I really want, I like the box. It's just nice packaging, right? It makes it feel more like a gift than something like that. A gift for myself. Yeah, honestly, I keep some like packages of like minis I've bought, I just keep the package around like on the shelf for display. Cause I'm like, this is a really cool package. The miniatures on the front of this look really cool. So I just keep it around, even though the box might be empty or like other things are jammed in the box just cause it's really, the package is really nice art. Yeah. So I guess, I guess in the end, it actually kind of depends, especially for the bigger ones. It is nice to have like a giant, like, uh, like a nice looking box that that really sells it. And actually, here's one thing that actually kind of disappointed me, which is not exactly the, the difference between clamshell, like a, a clear packaging, but the new Infinity boxes, they used so the old Infinity boxes used to be, it used to have like a white box inside, and then it had a cardboard like nice slip cover. That, that was with all of the packaging and, and, and the advertising, right? And the name of the thing. And then inside it had like a white box and then you open the box and then it had like a tray with all the stuff inside. Mm-hmm. And for a couple of the other ones, they just had like, they got rid of having the, the inner box. So instead of having, they just have one thicker, big box with the printed packaging on it, right? And it is significantly less fancy, in my opinion, than having the slipcover. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I haven't seen that, but anyhow. Yeah, I don't like it. I like the the new one. I, maybe they went back to the slipcovers because I know for the smaller packages they have them, which I really like, and I think they look su- they're they're super fancy and nice, and I love them. And I started just putting my minis in them. Mhm. All right. So there's that. I don't know. Did you say whether which one you preferred? Uh, well, you I, can't say it. Time is no, over. Time's up. You had your chance. Mhm. <laughs> All right. I was just say I didn't disagree with you anywhere. So. All right. That's true. All right, uh, so that is basically uh, all the questions we have for today. Um, if you want to ask us any questions, uh, give us a shout. Uh, you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This is Alan. This yeah, is Brandon. Bye.